Hello, and welcome back to Cape Corner, where we explore the history, story, and cultural impact of a different character or group every episode. And today is going to be a very surprising group <laughs> to open uh, uh, season four with. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Blue. And I'm Jay. Uh, so let's talk about racing. Uh, racing as in, uh, as a real life um, sanctioned sport uh, is boring as fuck. For real. <laughs> um, it is one of the most mind-numbingly mundane um, things to watch. Just some cars completely destroyed with garish sponsorship decals all over, driving in a loop, going left, occasionally passing each other. It's just real fucking lame. Drag racing is more appealing because at least they're in a cooler environment, you know, a, a, like a city street, but it's still a straight line. So it's like, all right, that's better. Still not great, though. Um, racing in like video games or like in exaggerated mediums. <laughs> Look, nobody can tell me that something like burnout isn't one of the best goddamn uh, experiences in video games ever. Nobody can tell me something that Fast and the Furious, as stupid as it is, isn't fucking enjoyable. And you know what? Nobody can tell me that the Speed Racer movie was bad. Fuck all of you. Speed Racer movie was actually really good, just for was, the record. It was amazing. It was such a good love letter to old school anime. Um... <laughs> But on that topic, actually, we should do a speed racer movie sometime or uh, episode. If we do, I have to rewatch it at some point, though. It's about a hot minute. That's you know what? That's a good excuse to do it because that's a great movie to rewatch. <laughs> I know because I've watched it like three or four times. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so on the topic of racing. What is Baby's first introduction to race cars if it's not like Mattel? <laughs> um, it's usually Hot Wheels. Um, mm. And I, so, okay, uh, a memory just unlocked in my head, so I guess I'll share it right now. Um, as a kid, I had this little, it was almost like a, a briefcase, except it, it was red and, um, it, it was like a box with a carrying handle up at the top um, and like cardboard slats inside it holding it together. But like inside it had almost like, you know, like the structure of milk crates, how they're like plastic and they've got like uh, little sections for bottles and whatnot. Yeah. It, it was like one of those, but specifically meant to hold Hot Wheels cars. And I had like two or three layers. I think it was three inside of this box i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> i never got one of those i actually had to use a uh fishing lure case because it was kind almost the same exact thing really all right yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you know what i meant because i thought i was describing something that was like lost to time <laughs> um but yeah i i had like let's see it, it was probably about um Oh, probably about like 12 to a layer. So I had to have at least like 36 cars in this little case. Um, mm. And 
I, I used to just like really admire the way they looked and I would like uh, drive them around my little like countertop and whatnot. It was very fun. Um, but yeah, so like I played with some Hot Wheels cars and stuff, but I never had like the tracks, right? I, I mm. never really got super deep into it. Um, I, I was never what I would consider a Hot Wheels kid. Um, and one day I'm, I'm watching Toonami and uh, it's a movie night on Toonami and they play a movie called Hot Wheels Highway 35 World Race. And I'm like, what the fuck? Hot Wheels made a movie? That's so dumb. What could this possibly be about? It was one of the greatest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. Um, and and Hot Wheels Highway 35 World Race, or it's just called Hot Wheels World Race, I think, um, wound up spurring sequels. Um, multiple, like, one-hour movies and several supplementary YouTube videos collectively called Acceleracers. And... Um, for these movies, they made songs, right? Um, like the at the end of Hot Wheels commercials in the mid two thousands, uh, they would end the commercial with "Hot, hot, hot, hot," and that was actually part of the song that they made for World Race, um, which I have uh, <laughs> almost entirely committed to memory. Um, yeah. But, but then uh, for Acceleracers, uh, they, they had a very simple fucking like, Acceleracers. And I think they wound up using that uh, in a lot of their commercials. So they were very proud of these songs. And they should be, because the soundtracks of these movies are surprisingly really bumping. <laughs> um, uh, I don't think I've ever heard any of their music either, to be honest. Yeah, there's a... there's um, I'm getting ahead of myself, but there's a song that plays in the water realm uh, when the main character, Vert, is sort of driving by his own, and he's just cranking this music, and it's like, uh, uh, how's it go? It's like, tell a lawyer, tell a doctor, tell the mailman, tell your mother, gotta step up, gotta move out, get the lead out, and it's just like, uh, got this uh grinding guitar in the background and it's just like god damn <laughs> hot wheels didn't need to go this hard um but yeah so world race uh the story is uh very cool so it starts with a man named dr tesla um i want to say dr peter tesla i should look this up real quick hang on <laughs> Yes, Dr. Peter Tesla. Um, not spelled like Nikola Tesla uh, or the shitty car. Um, T-E-Z-L-A, not T-E-S-L-A. Um, oh, so it's the edgy version. Exactly. <laughs> it was the early 2000s. It had to be the edgy version. Um, but uh, he's a pretty, pretty cool looking dude. Um, I'll show you what he looks like. So this is Dr. Tesla. Um he has a little robot assistant, a little floating drone robot assistant named Gig. And uh, we, the first thing we see of the movie is that 
uh, there's a giant Hot Wheels track, you know, the big orange tracks, um, mm -hmm. like an actual giant one for real sized cars. And it's a first person perspective of a car driving on this track. And there seems to be mountains all around. Um, and it tries to go up this giant loop and it hits the apex of the loop. And immediately the car just starts dropping and it crashes and you just see static. And then we zoom out and we see that was from a camera feed and he's looking at it on a monitor. And he says, I don't know why we keep failing. I built a new kind of car, the fastest in the world. And then Gig just says, maybe you need a new kind of driver. And he's like, hmm, a new kind of driver. And what he does is he takes a bunch of these supercars that he's built and he just delivers them to random areas in the world where he knew good racers would be one of okay like some of them make sense right like he parks a street breed car a purple and green car in front of a big ritzy hotel where he knows um a world circuit racer named kurt wilde is staying so when he goes mm -hmm. out he sees the super race car um in the parking lot right in front of him um but then some of them like for the racer Kadeem, he parks a dune rats car just in the middle of the desert. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like Kadeem lives in a desert, but it doesn't look like there's any buildings nearby. So he must have just been wandering out in the desert and been like, ooh, a race car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, but yeah, so he he gets all extremely accomplished, like, world-level racers. Uh, Kurt Wilde, um, Brian Kadeem, Banji Castile, um, Lonnie... <laughs> I, I'm sure she has her last name. Hold on. Uh, Taro Kitano. What the fuck? Oh, I'm not on a Hot Wheels wiki. I'm on just a random fictional characters wiki because I typed in Lonnie and it was like, Lonnie is a character from She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. <laughs> Let me try that again. Hang on. Lonnie Tom, that's her name. Jesus. Um, uh, and then a 16-year-old literally on the day he gets his driver's license. <laughs> Wait, seriously? I'm dead serious. So this is our main character, Vert Wheeler. And um, the first thing he is shown to be doing is skateboarding with his friend Alec. Um, Alec wipes out. Uh, Vert's like, bummer. <laughs> and... Uh, and Alec is like, hey, Vert, we should get a team together. Whether we're skating or surfing, we could go pro. And Vert is very arrogant. He's like, haven't you heard, Alec? I'm a team of one. <laughs> and he just skateboards away to go home. Um, and when he gets home, he sees his dad, who is like a Marine or some kind of military officer. He's decorated. Um, and, uh, and he's like, hey, dad, where are you going? He's like, my unit's shipping out. Um, He's like, but you were supposed to take me to get my driver's license today. And it's like, I, uh, I can drop you off at the testing site, but I can't uh, pick you up. I've got a responsibility to my team. And he's like, oh, so that's more important than doing what I want. And his dad's like, you can't always do what you want. <laughs> so, um, uh, oh, and then Bert randomly makes the uh, 
claim that he's going to be the best driver in the world and his dad's just like fucking whatever just get in um and we see at the dmv that uh the teacher says vert got a perfect score on both the written and driving test so i assume the reason he's recruited is they're like oh he's got a lot of skill he, he could potentially be a great racer but i don't know man i just I think they just gave him the car so they could have a wipeout on, on live TV. <laughs> well, it's not televised. Oh. Um, Never mind, man. <laughs> in fact, this is kind of like a super secret kind of deal. Uh, so, again, I don't know why they would get a teenager. Um, even if it's 2003 and Twitter doesn't exist yet, I still wouldn't trust a, a teenager to not be like, Bro, I just saw, like, another dimension. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, they would have fucking told everyone. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Um, but, yeah, so I Bert uh, has to skateboard back home. And when he gets there, he sees... Um, okay, first of all, let me let me show you what Bert looks like. Um, so... I gotta be careful, because there's, like, three versions of Bert Wheeler. <laughs> Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, they've introduced the multiverse in Hot Wheels now. Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, so that's Bert. Oof. He's not pretty. <laughs> He's not ugly. Not for the art style. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It, you you got to see what all the characters in this look like to understand. Um, it's just kind of the way they look. But... Uh, he sees this in his driveway. This is the Diora 2. Oh, I remember that car. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, so he, he, he looks inside and a computer screen randomly turns on and it has uh, Tesla's face. And all the other drivers are seeing the same thing at some points. And uh, he basically makes the announcement like, I'm looking for the best driver in the world to participate and win the world race. Um, if that's you, then follow these coordinates. Um, and so obviously Bert's like, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and so they all drive out to this like middle of nowhere salt flats area with a big cube building that has a bunch of orange, um, you know, like the orange curvy stripe that's behind the Hot Wheels logo? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a bunch of those, but without Hot Wheels on the front of it. <laughs> uh, all plastered right. all over the building. Um, and we find out that Tesla works for the Scrim Corporation. That does not matter. That will never come up as like an important thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, we have to assume that that's why Dr. Tesla has the money to make these supercars. Um, so... Uh, Tesla explains that they're going to be racing on a track built by an ancient race of beings that he calls Accelerons. Um, he calls the track Highway 35 because that's where it starts in the real world. So it's just like a, a flat, empty desert road with a single Highway 35 sign on the side of the road. And... Mm. What they do is they start driving down that road and he's equipped all of these cars with um, Nitrox 2 boosters. It's basically nitrous. And 
when when they hit the nitrox, the car goes so fast that it actually does a wheelie for a few seconds before like settling back down. Um, and it glows blue and it makes blue flames erupt from the tires. It's very neat. And what that does is it can bring the cars up to 300 miles per hour. And when they're driving at 300 miles per hour down Highway 35, suddenly a giant portal opens on the road in front of them. And they drive into it and it will take them into a leg of the race. Um, and so, like I said, it, it started off with those six, um, Vert, uh, Taro, Kurt, Lonnie, Banji and Kadeem. And um, and what's cool is that they're they're like from different places. Like Kadeem is from uh, uh, you know, the African desert. Um, uh, Banji is from like uh, South America. Um, mm-hmm. Based on Taro's name, Kitano, you might think like Japanese, but he just looks like a greaser. Um, also, Taro is the subject of a lot of... Um... Oh, hold on. All right, sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, uh, Taro is a subject of a lot of criticism with accelerators because this is what he looks like in uh, World Race, right? <laughs> okay. Um, and they change the art style from World Race to Acceleracers slightly. And that leads to some of the characters looking a little bit different from the way they used to. And then there's Taro, who looks like a completely different fucking character. Oh, that's straight up a different character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's still him. Like, he's he's the same voice actor. Uh, he has the same relationship with other characters previously established. Um, he has the same car. Like, it's just him. He just looks like he was recast, <laughs> which is very odd because it's um, it's CGI. So, um, but yeah, uh. So, Taro actually has a... Um, okay, so what's really cool is that Bert slowly builds bonds with the other racers as the move, uh, as the things go on, right? Like, mm-hmm. despite there being six at the start, there are five teams. Lonnie would wind up joining the Wave Rippers, the same team as Bert. Um, and she, she kind of acts as like a second-in-command of the team. Um but the others all are the captains of their own teams. Kurt Wilde, um, who is a dick, uh, is the leader of Street Breed. Uh, Taro is the leader of the Scorchers. Banji is the leader of the Road Beasts. And Kadim is the leader of the Doom Rats. Um, and each have their own special car abilities. Um, uh, the Scorchers have the ability to make metal shields uh, for their tires and a giant plow in front of uh, their car. And they're meant to be able to drive through a, the heart of a volcano. Um, mm. uh, dune rats can make spikes come out of their tires so that they can drive through sand. Uh, road beasts 
straight up have a Mach 5 style buzzsaw that pops out of the front so that they can cut through like heavy trees and debris. Um, Street Breed have an eye in the sky. It's a, it's a satellite that shoots up out of the car, scans the terrain of the environment and can find uh, the best route through city streets and traffic. Um, and the Wave Rippers cars all have uh, jump jets. Uh, so they have boosters on the bottom of their car that let them float. And uh, what's really cool is that Bert uses those jump jets to incorporate uh, his surfing skills into driving. So let me get this straight. Yeah. All cars have like these superpowers, basically. Well, not superpowers, but these awesome abilities and yes. the one card just has an advanced uh gps yes. <laughs> God damn. The, the street breed team does get a little shafted and they only use the eye in the sky once in the entire movie and it's not even in a city area they use it in um a glacier area because they have to drive off the track and there's a bunch of like um glaciers sticking up all around them and so they use it to find the ideal route uh, to drive to get back onto the track. <laughs> Fucking rip, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, the reason that they get kind of shafted is because um, uh, 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 Kurt, who is the representative of you know the street breed team, he winds up getting additional upgrades to his car from another corporation. Ooh. Um. Uh. Yeah. So. Um, Okay, I, I guess I'll just uh, drop the pretenses. It's not like the the movie winds up making it hard to figure out for too long either. But Kurt is mm -hmm. a double agent. Um, that there winds up being a mysterious black racer with a black car, and it is Kurt. And he has what pops out of the front of his car. It's shaped like a crossbow, but it shoots energy bolts, like like energy balls um, that explode on impact. Um, so that's like his car's thing. He has a fucking energy weapon at the front of it. Um, oh, damn. And, All right. And so he's working for an organization called CLYP. C-L-Y-P. Um, and it looks like the person in charge that he's taking orders from is a woman named Galorum. And you might go, what kind of fucking name is Galorum? Don't worry, we'll get to it. <laughs> um, but let me show you what she looks like, because she winds up being very important. Galorum. Am I spelling it right? Because it's not popping up. <laughs> oh, I was not spelling it right. It has, a, it has an E, not an A. Um, this is Galorum. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Look, man, it was 2003. You gotta... I can tell from the animation, dude. <laughs> it was a 2003 made-for-VHS-tapes uh, movie by Hot Wheels. <laughs> It was not. It was not ever meant to uh, be insanely good looking by today's standards. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so uh, Galorum is is very much like you can't let Tesla win. Uh, you, you, even if you got to kill the other drivers, and Kurt's like, okay, I, I'm not gonna let him win. I'm not going that far. I'm not a murderer. <laughs> um, 
but he will like use his gun to like blow up part of the track and um and shit like that um but yeah the entire point of this is that at the end of highway 35 there is an artifact called the wheel of power the wheel of power is said to be a host of unlimited energy and if um dr tesla is able to get it he can basically power all of america with clean energy and do all courts all sorts of crazy shit so he really wants he wants that wheel of power um and he says that um the winner of the world race who brings him the wheel of power will get five million dollars damn uh, so okay, i might join yeah right <laughs> Uh, it winds up getting better. So after the first leg of the race, which is in the mountain area, um, what's really great is um, uh, Taro and Vert wind up having a lot of beat at the beginning because um, uh, Taro has like money and he skied down Mount Everest and like he's won world races and whatnot. And so, so he's pretty like self confident uh, a little bit arrogant and he keeps calling Bert a kid and be like this isn't a game kid you know uh th- this is a place for racers not a surf rat and uh obviously Bert takes a lot of offense to that he's like who are you calling kid it's like well you motherfucker you literally just got your license like two days ago um but uh uh wh- what's great is that like him and um I think Kurt like they they both get to the big loop before anyone else and what what it is okay so the design is there's so you got like a straight track and it splits to two uh you can either go up the loop and come back down and return to the straight path or you can just keep going straight ahead where it's a jump over a huge chasm right Mm -hmm. um banji sees the loop he starts going for it and like the uh the automated driver that we saw at the beginning of he gets towards the top and then he falls down right he can't complete the loop um oh but tesla has added parachutes to the cars (laughs) so he doesn't like die from the crash so that's nice i should say (laughs) that there are a couple of universal features to all the cars uh other than their specialized abilities uh parachutes grappling hooks uh the nitrox 2 boosters um they're all relatively indestructible like pretty early on in the movie Bert crashes into a rock wall and he looks around and he's like a wipeout like that and I hardly even got dinged these cars can really take some punishment <laughs> um but uh yeah so then uh Taro seeing that Banji fails the loop he, he gets ready to just try and make the jump. And Kurt is actually the one to, like, say in the radio, he's like, you don't have enough speed for that jump. And they both hit the brakes very suddenly. And it's very clear that they need the speed generated from going through the loop to be able to make that kind of jump. But nobody can figure out how to take this loop. And then suddenly Vert just drives up, not stopping, starts going up the loop. Banji's like, you can't take that thing. And Vert goes... What's the matter, Banji? Haven't you ever ridden a half pipe? He goes up a little bit, pulls the brake, the e-brake, swerves, turns around, goes back down, goes up the other side, 
breaks, swerves, turns around, starts going, and he goes up a little bit higher each time. Um, like he's going back and forth up a half pipe. And he's doing it to build up speed. And eventually, what the fuck? Now it gives me advertisements at the 10 minute warning. <laughs> it was like, work smarter, not harder. Something about 30% if you pay for Zoom, whatever. Fuck off. Um, but anyway, he, he then gets what he feels to be a satisfactory amount of speed. He starts going up the loop. And once he's at like the like one o'clock position of it, he hits his jump jets, skips the the like topmost arc, and like slingshots his car to the other end of the loop, hits it, and then drives down it with enough speed to jump the chasm. Damn. So it's really cool that he actually winds up using skate and surf techniques to drive better. Mm. Um, so uh, and yet it doesn't matter because like even though he gets the lead from that the others quickly learn from him and they all manage to make the jump and they start going through a volcano area and um, a bunch of them uh, I think like like four of them manage to make it through normally and then the mysterious black racer shoots at the inside rock wall and it makes lava come out and taro he you know activates his shit to be able to drive through the lava he makes it through the other side and he's fine and lonnie is behind him and she very stupidly goes if he can do it so can i sweetie no his car is made to go through lava yours is called wave ripper that's not Um, and so she starts driving through the lava and her car stops and um, it starts getting ready to like go down the side and she manages to get out and get on top of like a little rock platform and she's like well this is a predicament it's like yeah you're in lava you're gonna fucking die <laughs> um, but, uh, but before she got out of her car she managed to call on the radio she was like hey uh, can anyone hear me uh, I'm in trouble and I need, and then it goes to static. And Taro immediately just stops, hits the brakes, turns around, and starts going back. Um, and Vert keeps going and he's like, Yeah, Taro's got it. He can help her. And then, like, he pauses for a second and you see, like, the smile fade on his face and he goes, But what if he can't? And we cut back to Taro, who um, he, he stops on the track. He shoots a grappling hook down at the rock platform that she's on, and he starts trying to back up to, like, keep the rock from going over the edge of, like, the lava fall. But it's mm -hmm. clear that he doesn't have the power. And then you see Vert pull up next to him. He shoots a grappling hook as well. And uh, he then instructs Lonnie to grab the grappling line, and him and Tara will release their hooks at the same time. The rock will go over the edge, and he'll pull her up. And they do it. Taro comments that he's crazy, but they do it anyway. And she is successfully saved, and Taro winds up learning to respect Vert and vice versa. Uh, it's very nice. Um, and they wind up, like like I said, he winds up learning to respect everybody and forming a good friendship with everyone as the movie goes on. Um, Banji and Kadeem first, and then eventually even Kurt. Um, but uh, they wind up driving through a forest leg. They drive through a desert leg 
Um, oh yeah, the the other character thing that's somewhat important to the story is Kadim lives in an area without a lot of water, and he oh I guess I should say after the first leg, um, Tesla instructs them that they all need a team of seven. Everyone can recruit six other drivers, starting with Kurt, who won the first leg. Um, he gets first pick. Um, and if they win the race, not only does the person who gets the wheel gets $5 million, but every member of their team gets $5 million, which I've now realized as of like a week ago means that Tesla's willing to pay $35 million, get it? Because it's Highway 35. Ha ha ha. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Kadeem mentions to Vert, who's like, oh, you catch any waves back where you're from? And he's like, my my homeland doesn't have water. Um, my people are thirsting, starving. Now they're fighting amongst each other. And Kurt's like, or Vert's like, wow, uh, sounds like $5 million could really help out a lot. And Kadeem's like, that is why I drive. And you see, like, the gears start turning in Bert's head. He's like, I never really thought about what winning meant to other people, just what it meant to me. And it's really cool because, like, you, it's very, like, cheesy and obvious. But still, seeing this kid go on this journey of discovery about, like, learning what's important as a racer. Because, like, for a second there, he was willing to risk letting this girl die <laughs> in lava. Because he wanted to win a race. Yeah. Um, but he uh, he changed and he continues to change and it's really cool. Um, ultimately, we uh, we go to this ice realm and it's revealed that Kurt is the traitor, right? Um, and Dan Dresden, who's another racer on Street Breed, winds up taking over uh, Street Breed because they like I'm like fuck you, Kurt. Don't come back. Um, and Galorum is like, okay, the first three legs of the race, you didn't manage to stop the other racers. So this time, these two clip drivers will join you, and um, and they're they're driving what look like very generic black cars, but wings pop out of them, and they wind up being jets. They are car jets. <laughs> it, it's uh. That, that's where you start to go like, what the fuck? Okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, oh, I should say, one of the drivers that joins the Wave Rippers is Mark Wilde, Kurt Wilde's little brother. Um, he's called Marky a lot as like a derogatory name. Um, I, I think it's been confirmed like through interviews that he got to the salt flats by stowing away in one of the street breeds trunks. Really? Yeah. Like he just, um, uh, what's, what's the word stowed away in one of their cars. Um, cause he heard that his brother was going to be in some big race and he wanted to join and Kurt's like, my team's full. You know, Fuck off Marky basically. Right. Um, and Vert is the one that he's like, hey, you know, I still have one more spot in my team. Welcome to the Wave Rippers. And um, Mark is 
kind of a shit. He he is he is like Vert if Vert did absolutely no growing <laughs> over the course of the movie. Mm. Um, he's just like, yeah, I'm a great driver and I don't need to listen to anyone. Fuck this teamwork stuff. I can do it. Watch. And then he constantly makes everything worse. Um, <laughs> like anytime there's an obstacle of medium difficulty, he just tries to charge right through it, ignoring what everyone else is doing. And he winds up damaging the obstacle and making it so much harder. He does that like two oh. or three times in the movie. You think he'd learn eventually? You would think he only gets worse in accelerators. Like, <laughs> um, I mean, like he's got reasons, but let let me show you real quick. Um, okay, so uh, this is him. This is Mark Wild as Marky from uh, World Race. Okay. <clears throat> All this right. is wild from Acceleracers. Oof. Can you tell he went to prison for two years? Because he did. He looks like the uncle that comes to the parties occasionally from jail, <laughs> but like stoned out of his fucking mind. Oh, it's <laughs> so good. Well, uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, take our uh, our break. Mandatory break. Yeah. State law says we have to. Yeah. <laughs> We're not allowed within uh, 500 meters of a full episode. <laughs> uh, all right. Now we just kind of idle until Zoom decides to, uh, to do it. Well, since we have a minute, I saw the new Avatar movie. Oh, yeah. How was it? I actually really liked it, to be honest. Oh, you're a fool. It was good, okay? And we're back. Yeah, all I want to say about that is, look, the first one was technically good, too, and it didn't make anybody fucking remember it. That's fair. <laughs> I fully expect the same to happen with the other three that they're planning on making. Well, uh, two more now, because they made the first one. Well, that's if they fucking come out. I mean, it took how long for this second one to finally come? Uh, longer than most women, am I right? <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry. I think that was the straightest joke I've ever heard you say. <laughs> that was what? I said, I think that was the straightest joke I've ever heard <laughs> you say. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Look, man, I'm, I'm bisexual. Sometimes I'm straight. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it was like, uh... 11 years right yeah it i think it was roughly around 11 or no it was like 13 i think avatar was 2009 so yeah it was 13 years damn yeah that's what i'm saying man people can't fucking tell me like oh but avatar is so good is it because nobody talked about it for a decade the the most that happened when that movie came out was that I saw a, a joke animation on Newgrounds about hair sex and like a couple memes about hair sex. I and mean, that yeah, that's about it. <laughs> that was the cultural footprint that Avatar left. So 
Like, well, I'm not saying it's one of the best movies out there. I'm just saying it was decently good. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, okay, to be fair, I for what you're saying, I really don't have a problem with it. I, I, I think I'm just getting my dander up because there are people out there that act like the Avatar movies are God's gift to mankind. And it's just like, no. Oh, God, no. The, they're, they're something that you watch once and you go, that looked really good. And then you never think about it again. Pretty much. Honestly, that's very true. Because for the first movie, most people don't even remember what happened for the most part, myself included. Most people don't remember the, the main character's name. Exactly. And for the second movie, after like a week of being asked what happened or whatever, most people are just like, I don't really remember at this point. But yeah. save the whales. <laughs> they, they're like, it looked really, really, really good. It's like, yep, that's what it's got so, going for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know what the Avatar movies are like? They're like taking what? a cruise or like a jungle tour and remembering like how beautiful nature is right and then mm -hmm. somebody just comes up to you and goes okay but what was the story and you're like story there was no story it was a cruise <laughs> that's what the movies are <laughs> yeah yeah i agree with that um so pivoting from something with um with very pretty visuals and no story will go to something with kind of old and slightly ugly visuals um and almost too much story <laughs> um so in in the ice realm um uh the 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 jet flying drivers leave a bunch of mines on the road and Mark, uh, sorry, Kurt winds up hearing that Marky is like in the lead. And mm -hmm. uh, Kurt gives an order to the clip drivers. He's like, detonate those mines uh, before any drivers get there so that it just blows up the track. And the clip drivers are like, um, our orders are to eliminate the other drivers and make sure you win the world race no matter what. And Kurt's like, that's my brother in the lead. And he like stops and starts to turn around. And one of the clip drivers like gets in front of him and is like, get back in your vehicle. Um, uh, our orders are to make sure you win the world race. And Kurt gets back in his car and fucking slams into the, the other jet, uh, like backs up very suddenly and sends it careening into like a snow dune. Um, and he's like, oh, I'll win the world race, but I'm going to save uh, my brother first. And he starts getting ready to leave. And the hatch pops open. And this guy gets out and he's got like robotic spider legs. And you just see Kurt be like, what the fuck? And he's like glitching out. And he says, um, the Accelerons built Highway 35. For humans to drive on that's why we need you to get the wheel so hmm. they are robots <laughs> and this is when we find out that they're called well we don't find out right away but they're called racing drones uh we would find out later 
in Acceleracers that the Accelerons actually built the racing drones um, before they built these um, Highway 35 or what's known as the racing realms. Um, they, they wanted to essentially have like a, a children race to mentor and how cool racing is and whatnot. Um, but the racing drones turned out to be assholes, so they exiled them. And it seems that they then found out about humanity and were like, oh, those little aliens seem kind of cool. Maybe we'll leave clues on their planet so that eventually we can mentor them in racing. It's just now occurring to me, I think that Hot Wheels lore establishes that we built cars because of alien influence. <laughs> it's like the weirdest yeah. episode of Ancient Aliens you've ever seen. <laughs> I used to love that show as a kid, not gonna lie. Oh, I've always hated it because it's always the dumbest shit. It's like... Well, that's why it was funny because it was <laughs> so dumb. That's true. But it's always things like we don't understand how a primitive race could have achieved amazing archaeological feats of building the pyramids. So because we don't know how they did it, we're going to assume that it was aliens. <laughs> and then whenever they try to like make it sound like experts in fields of some sort agree with them, they always have to very quickly be like, ancient alien theorists speculate that... Wait, hold on. Stop, stop, stop. Ancient alien theorists is not a profession. That's just people that watch your show. Mm. <laughs> Don't try to act like it's well regarded in the scientific community. Um, but but yes, you are right. It is very funny. Um, but yeah, so uh, Marky being a fucking idiot. Uh, like Kurt starts to get on the radio. And he's like, Marky, you gotta stop. And he's like, fuck you, Kurt. And immediately turns off his radio and just pumps up the, the radio really loud. Um, and so he doesn't hear the warnings that he's driving into a minefield and he winds up setting them off and his car winds up falling down a massive um, uh, like cliff and he shoots a grapple hook and um, manages to save his car, but he knocks himself out. But like when his car hits the wall, he like slams his head into the steering wheel and knocks himself out. So he's just dangling. Um, and Kurt winds up having to like fight this robot dude. <laughs> um, I, I'm using the term fight very liberally. He's mostly running for his life. Um, <laughs> but uh, Mark eventually wakes up sees that Kurt is being accosted by a robot who is holding a giant like ice boulder above his head getting ready to squash Kurt and he activates his jump jets shoots himself off from the wall still attached with grappling lines so he basically like you ever swing a yo-yo around like it's a mace mm, I've never had a yo-yo what the fuck what that's such a bizarre, like, piece of childhood to just not interact with. <laughs> you just I'm never sorry. had a yo-yo? Never once. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'm like shell shocked. Like, is your home life okay? I mean, <laughs> yeah, don't answer that. It's fine. I know. Um, <laughs> wow. God, uh, have you at least had like one of those water balloon yo yos? Nope. God damn, dude. All right. Um, well, anyway. Can you imagine a heavy thing attached to a string that you're swinging around? Yes. Okay. He does that with his <laughs> car and slams into the uh, the robot and takes it out. And uh, him and uh, Kurt then kind of trash talk while driving and uh, Marky, surprise, surprise, wipes out because he's not as experienced and he's kind of a dumb shit. Um but uh, it winds up being uh, Kurt versus Vert, and Vert winds up managing to get the better of him. He drives on. He exits the ice area. I should say that up until this point, every time they've hit, uh, ended a leg of the race, like the volcano and mountain area, they, they go through a portal and they go back to the salt flats. And then the, the next time they race, they go into a new area, which was like the forest area. And then it ends and they go back to the salt flats. And then they went to the desert area and they go through a portal and go back to the salt flats. But with the glacier, he hits the end of the glacier area and it keeps going. The track goes over a giant ocean. And eventually he goes into a city area. And mm -hmm. imagine if there was a city that had skyscrapers and buildings like you might expect a city to have. But the infrastructure of the roads was built specifically for insane racing. Oh, God. Like random ramps and loops and tracks that split off kind of like a highway. Um, and it's it's all the orange tracks is the roads. Um <laughs> And uh, there's a really tall building right smack in the middle of the city with like a spire. And atop the spire was, uh, it's like, you know what, I, rather than trying to describe this gyroscopic monstrosity, I'm just going to show you what the Wheel of Power looks like. Okay. No, I don't want motherfucker really. I, I specifically typed in Wheel of Power and it had a pop-up thing that I didn't click, but then the pages were like, Vert Wheeler. It's like, no, I want the Wheel of Power, you shit. <laughs> Sounding like Dr. Tesla. I want the Wheel of Power, you shit. Um, okay, this is the Wheel of Power. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So It is cool looking. So, um, Vert drives up this uh, big ramp and he launches off of it and goes over the spire and he grabs the wheel of power and immediately an energy pulse comes out of it and it teleports all of the cars no matter where they are on the track back to the salt flats um, Vert is declared the winner of the world race him and Lonnie and Alec, uh, by the way, Alec joined, and Marky and the other three unnamed members, apparently, all get $5 million checks. Um, and then uh, Banji is like, 
All right, well, you won the race, but we were getting sabotaged by robots, right? How about we race again to see if you're really the best or if you just got lucky? And Bert's like, hey, you're on. And Taro's like, you can race, but not on Highway 35. And everyone's like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, the portal won't open again. I guess he already tried to go back in for some reason. Taro's odd, but... um, (laughs) Yeah, so they they demand that they want to talk to Dr. Tesla, and um, Gig is like, oh, Dr. Tesla's uh, hold himself up. He's stunning the wheel of power. He doesn't want to see anybody. And he's protected by this giant metal door, and Gig is like, nobody can get in to see him. Even I can't open this door. And then you just hear an engine revving, and Taro's like, I can and he deploys his plow and just starts ramming into the door. Um, oh, I should also mention that him and Lonnie have very clearly started a romance after he uh, helped save her uh, in the first race. Because um, at one mm-hmm. point when uh, Vert um, went out to work on his car in the middle of the night, he saw um, Lonnie sitting in her car and he's like, Lonnie, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, uh, you know, I'm just working on my car. And he's like, well, do you need any help? And then Taro comes out from underneath of her car and just, it's just like, no. And she like smiles sheepishly. And Vert just kind of gives the look like, all right, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, she, so um, he starts ramming into this giant metal door and Gig is like, that door is the property of the Scrim Corporation. And Lonnie just pops out of the passenger seat, waving her check. And she's like, no worries. I can pay for it. <laughs> um, so they plow through the door. Bert's like, we want to race on Highway 35. And Tesla's like, why? We already have uh, the wheel of power. That was the goal. And Tara's like, yeah, we don't give a shit about that. We're drivers. We like racing. Um, and Tesla's like, Oh, look, none of that really matters to me. You know, I got what I wanted. And then all of a sudden there's a blackout. Um, There was like a massive power surge from the wheel and there was a blackout. And someone asks what happened. And Dr. Tesla very casually is like, I'm not sure, but I think I just blew every fuse in North America. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And then he sees that Gig was hit with it and he's laying on the floor like fucking dead. He's like, Gig, no, what have I done? And Lonnie's like, um, you're one of the smartest men in the world and even you can't handle this wheel's power. It's too much power for any one person to have in their hands, even when they're your hands. And Tesla's like, I just wanted to help humanity. Um, and he like sort of accepts that he's not ready for it. And uh, meanwhile, Kadeem gets ready to leave um, because he was having visions of like an elder from his village being like, oh, the people in the village don't need that money. They need you to lead them. So he gets ready to leave and he opens the doors to the facility and there's just an army of clip cars in front of them. And he's like, "Hmm, maybe I'll go home later. (laughs) And, and yeah, Galorum is in a helicopter and she's basically like, yeah, we needed a human to get the wheel of power out of Highway 35. But now that it's here, 
it's fair game for anyone with the power to take it. So in five minutes, we're just going to start blasting the shit out of this building and we're going to kill all of you and take the wheel unless you surrender it to us. Um, so the drivers all very quickly make a plan. Um, they're like, we, we should have never brought the wheel of power out. What do we do? And Dr. Tesla's like, there's an inscription on the wheel of power written by the accelerons. It says, wisdom is a circle. What you receive, you must give back. And so they're like, oh, does that mean we can put the wheel of power back? He's like, oh, maybe. Like, it's worth a try. So Vert just puts the wheel in his passenger seat. It's like sitting in the seat next to him. Um, and they all just bust out. They have the Scorchers cars in front and they plow through a bunch of the clip cars. And when they all hit 300 miles per hour, the wheel responds to the speed it's going and it opens a portal. And so they go mm -hmm. back to the city and they get into a death race with these flying cars using all their gadgets and teamwork and all of their different skills they've learned to blow up a bunch of these robots. And it's really cool. Um, and at the end, Vert manages to put the wheel back, except now the, the rings all align and it settles down and locks in on the spire. And the energy it provides lights up the whole city because it was all dark before. And, mm -hmm. and um, they all get out of their cars uh, and they look on to the lit up city and they're like, wow, cool. And Alex says the cringiest line in the entire thing. And he's like, cool, nothing. This is hot. Hot Wheel City. Gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not wrong. Um, uh, so that that's what... Hot Wheels has this bad habit of, like, trying to put the words Hot Wheels into stuff. Like, they have a show called Battle Force 5, which I'm going to complain about later. But um, literally the first line is a dude working on a car. And as he's revving the engine, he smiles and says, these are some hot wheels. Uh, it's like, fuck off. <laughs> Shut up, nerd. I'm gonna fucking stuff you in a locker. Um, uh, but yeah. Oh, oh, and it should be pointed out that uh, Kurt, like, drove up to Galorum, uh, was like, Galorum, stop! What are you doing? These are human lives. Don't they matter to you? And, like, because she crashed in her helicopter a little bit ago, like, we've only seen one side of her face, and she turns to look at him, and her right eye area, the skin is torn off, and she has, like, chrome plating underneath, and a glowing eye, and she just grins at him menacingly. And she's like, you really don't get it? And Kurt looks shocked, and then he just looks angry, and he's like, I do now. Um, and what's really great is that um, because he's been the traitor, you know, he, him and Vert haven't, like, had a, uh, like, a bonding moment. But in mm -hmm. fucking Hot Wheels City, he winds up saving Vert's life. And Vert's like, I thought you were on their side. And Kurt just kind of smiles and goes, I was just driving on the wrong road for a while. It's like, oh, it's actually kind of sweet. I like that. Um, so he winds up redeeming himself in the end. It's cool. Um, and that's how World Race ends. Oh, I'm sorry. It, it 
does end with them going back to the scrim facility. Uh, gig was repaired. It wasn't even a big deal. Don't worry about it. He's fine. Um, uh, and then Vert's dad is there. And he's like, Dr. Tesla already explained to me the gist of what was going on. Um, you led a team. You learned to care about others. You saved the world from robots, apparently. I'm really proud of you, Bert. And like the music is like swelling and Bert smiles. And then it just cuts. And he's like, but you're still grounded for a month. <laughs> like, okay, you know what? Good parenting. You didn't just let him get away with that shit. Um, and Bert is very loudly complains. He's like, I've got the hottest car in the world and I can't use it for a month. He's like, well, grounded is grounded. But how about you give your old man a spin uh, in it before we head home? And they're, they're driving uh, around the Salt Flats area. And then the dad does probably the worst thing you could ever do with a supercar that you don't know anything does. He just sees a button and goes, what does this do? And hits it. <laughs> and it's the Nitrox oh, button. So so they wind up going into Highway 35 again. <laughs> um. So, uh, and that's how it ends. And you're like, wow, you know what? As a standalone movie, that was pretty cool. Except it's not a standalone movie. So two years later, Accelerators happens. And what has happened in the meantime? Birch joined a street gang. What's the name of a street gang? The Teku. <laughs> um, they're all about like foreign custom import cars. Um, Mm -hmm. The best goddamn driver in all of these movies is on the Teku, and his name is Shirako. Shirako Takamoto. They, oh, I don't like this picture for him. Th this profile picture makes him look like he's like angry, and I swear to God, the, gu the guy never has um, a single negative thought in the entirety of these movies. <laughs> like, he he barely talks when he does. He says stuff like, cool, let's pump up the baseline, stuff like that. Like, this is a much more accurate depiction of what he's like. <laughs> he's just a happy, chill dude that's that's just excited to be not even excited. He he has no excitement. He's just kind of like, all right, cool, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Shirako. He's just the least menacing dude ever. Um, he just pumps loud music and does a little dances and he's a sweet boy. He's also one of the best drivers. Um, like famously, okay. You know how I was like, every car has its own like ability. Mm -hmm. His car, he, like the main quote unquote weapon he uses is not an ability made by Tesla for combat or for anything like that. Literally what he does is he just pumps they're like, okay, his car has giant speakers in the back of it, right? Okay. Uh, th this is baseline. What he does Ooh. is he just pumps the music so loud that the speakers literally start emitting sonic waves. <laughs> That's I like it. this car, though. It is really cool. Um, the Easily one of the best action sequences in all of Acceleracers is 
in the final movie in the cosmic realm, which is the final racing realm, which I'll explain in a bit, because they're in a low gravity environment, they're essentially in space. He, uh, there's like an army of racing drones coming directly at them. And what he does is he drives in front of everyone else. He like turns his car to the left. And because he swerves so fast in a low gravity environment, his car flips over and he cranks the tunes. So all the speakers are pointing directly in front of everybody. And he just blasts all of the racing drones into space. God damn. It's so cool. Hot Wheels has no right to be this cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what, what happens is that the Teku are at war with a group called the Metal Maniacs. Which, um, okay, Vert is actually joined by Kurt. The two of them actually are both members of the Teku. Uh, Taro is a member of the Metal Maniacs. Um, and it seems that those three are still in contact with each other because of that. But, like, Kadeem, Banji, Lonnie, we don't really know where any of those guys are. Um mm. Uh, there's beef between the Teku and the Metal Maniacs because the old leader of the Teku was uh, this guy named Tone. And Tone uh, got into a street race with the leader of the Metal Maniacs, um, Torque. And uh, while drifting, Tone's car flipped and exploded and he died. Um, and so now Tone's little brother, Nolo, is the leader of the Teku. And Nolo is angry, and uh, he feels he's got a lot to prove to live up to Tone. And he wants to kill Torque. Like, he is willing to commit acts of violence. Like, he goes into the garage one night with a wrench in hand looking for Torque. Mm. Um. So uh, Accelerations gets more violent than World Race was, and it's fucking great. Um, but we see that it, at the start of Accelerations, Dr. Tesla wearing some kind of white and purple outfit, which belongs to a faction that we'll learn is later is called the Silencers. Um, he, he like crashes uh, in a race in a different area than we've seen before. It's full of lightning and storm capacitors and whatnot. Um, and he almost dies. And so when we see Tesla later, he actually has to wear a robotic exoskeleton to move. Oh. Yeah, he got fucked up. Um, and so uh, one night when the Teku and the Metal Maniacs are about to have a street race, they're stopped because Gig is just floating in the middle of the road. And immediately, Vert, Kurt, and Taro get out of their cars and are like, hey, Gig, what's up? What's going on? And all of the other drivers are like, what the fuck is happening? Um, I, I should mention like some of the notable members. Uh, the Teku has Nolo, uh, a girl named Karma, um, Shirako, um, Kurt and Vert. Uh, the Metal Maniacs have Torque, Paro, um, a dude named Monkey, who's a little grease rat guy, uh, and he's a coward. He's great. Um, uh, a, a guy named Porkchop, who he's a giant trucker that wears a Viking helmet. Uh, 
uh, whenever he races. Uh, he's great. Uh, Porkchop and Monkey are like best friends. Um, and Wild. Wild is a member of the Metal Maniacs because, of course, he joined whatever team is going after his brothers. Um, mm. It should be pointed out that there was some kind of illicit, illegal street deal that Kurt and Mark both were about to get into. And Kurt realized it was dirty and he backed out in time and Mark didn't. And so Mark got two years in prison and God Kurt God. was put in a position where if he had spilled everything that he knew, it might've saved his brother from jail time, but he would have ruined his reputation and his career. So he kept quiet. Mm. And <clears throat> now Mark fucking hates Kurt. Um, and is constantly looking to do him harm. Uh, which, while understandable, Mark is just always a shitty, like, fucking character, <laughs> no matter what. So, whatever. Um, and yeah, now he's going by the name Wild. Because um, I guess he realized that having a, the last name of W-Y-L-D uh would make for a kick-ass nickname, even if it is your actual name. Mm -hmm. um, let me see. Uh, so, okay. What happens is there's a new place to race that's not Highway 35. They're called the Racing Realms. And you need the Wheel of Power to access them. So, of course, they're like, okay, well, then we can't access them. And, and Dr. Tesla's like, no, remember there was like two hours that I was studying the Wheel of Power? I managed to make a holographic reconstruction of it, and it's a giant, like, holographic version of the Wheel of Power, and it resonates with the same signals that the actual Wheel of Power does. So whenever the Wheel of Power would activate, this giant hologram also activates, and it makes a portal for them to drive into. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, every once in a while, the, the rings on it will start moving differently and an alarm will go off and they'll know that a realm is opening. And we find out that um, Banji had already been recruited by Tesla to try racing in this first realm, the Storm Realm. Or actually, there were a couple of realms before, uh, I think, but we never get to see them. Um, but I think Banji's dead. Yeah, Banji just died um, in one of the early realms. Uh, and uh, uh, they bring Kadeem in. And in the first realm that the Teku and Metal Maniacs are part of, uh, the Storm Realm, uh, Kadeem fucking falls off the track to his death. And Vert tries to hit him with the grappling hook to save him, and he misses. And it's mm -hmm. the first of uh, a lot of failures for Vert in this series. Um, also, while we're at it, the 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 racing drones have dropped the pretense of the Clip Corporation, and they've gone full Sith Empire. They are now in a black and green, glowing, menacing lair environment. Um, they're looking much more menacingly robotic, and this is what Galorum looks like now. <laughs> damn yeah um 
they, they're going full Star Wars. Uh, they are threatening. Um, and uh, it, like I said, people are dying now. Like they, they're getting serious with this shit. So every time a racer wins a racing realm, they get a chip called an Accela Charger. And if you slot these chips into your car, it gives your car some kind of fantastic power. Um, the the storm realm lets your car be immune to lightning strikes. Um, the swamp realm accelercharger, when when you launch your car into the air, or or even if you just drive it from the ground, it makes a bridge of vines spontaneously appear under your car that you can drive on. Um, out of thin air. Uh, there's a, a chip that makes your car flat and 2D. Uh, there's a chip that makes your car glow in the dark and you can perfectly see in darkness. Uh, there's a chip that um, I think makes your car do like a super tackle move. Uh, there's all there's like 12 of them. Um, and with Acceleracers, there was four of these movies, and they were one hour each. And in between movies one and two, two and three, and three and four, there was actually like four five-minute YouTube videos showing realms that they raced in between uh, the movies. Mm -hmm. So let's see. That's like 20 minutes. So an hour. So it's like five hours of Acceleracers in total. Um, and it's really good. And they, uh, let me see. What, what's really cool is that the last realm that I mentioned before, the Cosmic Realm, they have one of those like two-part, 10-minute uh, shorts on YouTube about the Cosmic Realm. Um, but there's easily some weird shit that's going on that we don't know about. And so at the start of um, The Ultimate Race, the last Accelerations movie, we see, again, like a recap of what happened in the Cosmic Realm more quickly, and we get more context about what's happening. Because, look, a lot of shit happens in these movies, but uh, one of the big things is that in the third movie, at the end, uh, Wild gets kidnapped by the racing drones. So he is stuck in their world. And... Um, they, they discovered in an earlier race that if you are attached to a racing drone's vehicle, when you exit the portal and in the race, you do not go back to Tesla's facility. You go with the racing drone to the world of the racing drones. Monkey was there very briefly, and he freaked out and immediately backed up into the portal and got the fuck out of there. Or someone did. Actually, I think it was Taro. Yeah, uh, it was Taro. Taro was pinned by two uh, racing drones cars, one on each side, when he ended the race. And I should say the portals only stay open for an hour. Um, and Taro used uh, a concoction of monkeys, Nitrox three and a half, which allows you to go 300 miles an hour in reverse. So he did that backed up into the portal and it started him back at the start of the water realm and he only had like 20 minutes left and it took him like you know 35 40 minutes to get to the end the first time and so everyone was like 
he's going to be trapped in the water realm. Uh, we will never see him again. But uh, the girl Karma wound up discovering that the point of the racing realms is not to win the Excel Chargers like Tesla foolishly believed. It is to master the skills necessary to win the realm. Um, and then the Excel Charger is just a reward you get. So for the water realm, it's learning how water affects your tires, how to hydroplane effectively. So mm. she winds up directing Taro when to accelerate, when to slow down, when to take turns, stuff like that. And she manages to get him through the realm barely within 20 minutes. I think literally only the front half of his car makes it through before the portal closes. So his car gets cut in half. Um, but it's very cool. Um, all right, we're, we're coming up on another break. Uh, so I'll, I'll talk more about what happens in the ultimate race, um, in our last bit here, but, uh, yeah. So when I told you there was Hot Wheels movies, were you expecting things like gang warfare, killer robots and aliens? Not at all. I was expecting expecting just some simple races. <laughs> maybe, maybe some family. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's insane. It's very lore heavy. Um, so when we come back, I'll talk about how accelerations wrap up, wraps up, or doesn't. And I'll also complain about Battle Force Five and how it cucked me. Uh, no, for real, Battle Force Five like hurt me on a personal level, and I'll never forgive it. <clears throat> God, this minute really takes forever. Okay, so, uh, so what what happens with the cosmic realm, which is kind of odd, is that um, at the start of every race, Tesla announces who's going to go into the race, right? Um, and I think for this one, he announces that, um, okay, I should say, Vert has been getting fucked up in these realms. First, he tried to save Kadeem, and he failed, and then he couldn't even uh, finish the Storm Realm, I don't think. He had to hitch a ride in someone else's car because the Diora got crashed. Um, so the Diora 2 is gone. He needs a new car. Uh, and I think he winds up driving a car called Power Rage. Um, but then that gets fucked up. And he winds up driving a motorcycle in a uh, Ruin Realm. Um, but... Uh, he winds up wiping out and the motorcycle lands on his leg. And so now he's got a little robot exoskeleton thing on his leg, the way Tesla does on his whole fucking body. Um, mm -hmm. And so he, he, he gets bummed out because he couldn't, he hasn't won a single Accela Charger. Some of the other racers have. Um, like Nola won one, Porkchop won one, um, somebody else won. And he, he's like having an existential crisis. He's like, I was the best driver in the world. Why am I failing so much? And he leaves. He just drives away on the motorcycle and leaves. 
Um, so at this point, Vert uh, isn't there. Obviously, Wild isn't there because he's kidnapped. So Tesla typically sends six drivers into a race at a time. So he announces, uh, let's see, from the Metal Maniacs, Porkchop, Monkey, and Torque. And from the Teku, uh, Nolo. Wait. Yes, Nolo, Shirako, and Karma. Um, so those three, like, or those six drive up and they enter the portal. And then you see two other cars uh, start going. And he's like, what are they doing? Uh, and it's Taro and Kurt. And uh, Tesla is like yelling at them on the radio. It's like, I didn't order you to go into the racing realms. Stop. Where are you going? Kurt, answer me. Kurt. And they're just ignoring him. And I should point out, every one of the drivers has like a dead serious look on their faces. Even the ones that normally like are just there having a good time. Everyone mm. looks like they're on a mission. And all eight of them go in. And we find out that they made a plan out in the middle of the salt flats uh, where Tesla couldn't hear them one night. And they were like, it was basically Kurt begging everyone, like, look, Wild's an asshole, but he's my brother. I wasn't there for him once, and I don't want to make that mistake again. I want to save him. I want to go into the racing drone's home and rescue my brother. And um, uh, Porkchop is like, Wild's an issue, but he's a metal maniac. He's one of us. We'll always be there for him. And Torque is like, sounds like you uh, screwed him over before and you're trying to make right now. So fine, we're in. Um, let's move some metal. That's like their phrase. And then Kurt turns to Nolo. He's like, Nolo, look, I know about how you feel about Metal Maniacs, but, and then Nolo just cuts him off. He's like, you don't need to say it. He's your brother. And like, he looks down at his necklace, which was his brother's necklace. And he looks back up and he's like, we're in. So all eight of them agree to go into the belly of the beast in the middle of the world of killer robots that are all trying to like murder them uh, to save one of the biggest assholes of the series. And um, it's really cool just seeing how they've all become a same uh, a single team now. Um, and uh, their plan is that they hijack a sweeper, which is like a giant. Um, a truck doesn't do it justice. It's bigger than a truck. It literally scoops cars up into it. And then there's a miniature factory inside which disassembles the cars. Um, they hijack one of those everyone piles into one and um, they ride it into the racing drones uh, headquarters um, they manage to rescue Wild who has already had an arm replaced um, he has a robot arm now and it becomes clear that they were planning on turning him into a racing drone. And uh, you might ask, well, how is it clear that they were going to do that? Well, because Kadeem isn't dead, as it turns out. 
He is a monstrosity, though. Um, yeah, hang on. So here is Kadeem from World Race. Here is Kadeem from Accelerators uh, at the start. Damn. And here is Kadeem after being made into a racing drone. Oof. Yeah. Um, and you might ask, does he have that creepy ass, like, twisted, menacing smile the whole time? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so it, it's really disturbing that this series not only gets into, um, like, actual death, but, like, Gadeem is just turned into an evil robot now. There, There's no fixing it. Like, they try to do the whole, like, power of friendship speech to him, and he literally just screams, Kadeem is gone! And tries to kill them. Um, and I think they blow him up. Uh, and it sucks, because he was, like, the nicest guy. Like, he was the first one that was constantly trying to team up with everybody. Um, so, uh, they, they unfortunately murder Kadeem. They managed to get Wild out. Wild punches a few robots with his new robot arm. It's pretty cool. Um, but, uh, they get back and the racing drones have infiltrated Tesla's compound. And, Around this time, uh, Vert shows up again, and he uh, okay. I'm trying to remember exactly what happens. I think the racing drones managed to steal the rest of the Excella chargers, so they have all twelve now. Um, Vert sees that the wheel of power is like going crazy right and it's about to do the final race um which is basically a shotgun run of all 12 racing realms he gets into a new car called reverb um and he piles in with sparky who okay so in one race there was a racing drone crawling on a monkey's car and it got through the portal and got cut in half. And Monkey put a little trucker hat on him and reprogrammed him. And he's constantly like shooting off sparks from his neck, but he's just like, hello. And so he's called Sparky now. <laughs> uh, so Sparky winds up running shot, uh, riding shotgun with Vert. Um, and uh, Vert winds up going into the final race one-on-one -on -one against Galorum. And while Galorum is using all of the Accela chargers, uh, Vert is just using the skills that he's learned along the race, right? And mm -hmm. they end in a giant, like, white void area. And, and an actual Acceleron 
appears. Um, and Galorum made it there first. And Galorum's like, but Bert was like right behind her, right? By like half a second. Galorum's like, I won the race. I've proven to be worthy of you guys. And the Acceleron just kind of points to Vert and is like, you had to use the Accelerachargers to get here. He only used the skills that we trained you for. He is the true Acceleracer. And it grants him like a new outfit. Um, and he's like, oh, cool. And Galorum's like, all right, all that shit won't matter once you're fucking dead. And she goes full robot mode. And this is what it looks like. Are you I'm sorry, what was that? Yeah. Uh, I said that uh, Vert is named the true Acceleracer. He's acknowledged by the Accelerons, given a new outfit. And Galorum... It's just like, all right, that won't matter once I fucking kill you and go spool robot. And that's what it looks like. He looks like a fucking bionicle. What the fuck? She, but yes. Yeah, she. She, she does, in fact, just look like a bionicle. Um, <laughs> it's fucking insane. And she literally just starts trying to murder Vert um, in front of the Acceleron. And the Acceleron apparently has telekinesis. And it's just like, okay, enough of that. It literally just waves its hand and Galorum goes flying into the void. <laughs> um, so then Vert uh, grabs the Accelerachargers, gets back into his car, um, drives back. It's like, I'm going to save everyone. Or, well, no, first the Acceleracer, the Acceleron is like, all right, Vert, if you come with me, I'll show you all the coolest secrets of racing. And he starts to follow it, but then he hears on the radio a distress call because. You know, the, the racing drones have fucking got everybody, right? Mm. And so um, he looks at the Acceleron, who's just staring at him expectantly, and he's like, what you wrote, wisdom is a circle. Uh, what you receive, you have to give back. I've got to go save them. And the Acceleron just kind of smiles and opens a portal for him. Um, and so he gets back in, he drives through, he appears in the facility again, and he like holds his arm out the window with the Accelerachargers rack. And he's like, hey, racing drones looking for these? And they flip the fuck out and they start chasing after him, which gives everybody else a chance to escape. Um, Tesla is in the control room and he's like, I'm going to overload the reactor and blow this place sky high. These racing drones need to die. And um, Lonnie's like, cool, good idea. So how much time are we going to have on the timer? And he's like, yeah, there's no timer. I, once I cross these wires, it'll be instant. So I'm going to stay here. I'm going to atone for my sins. I'm going to wipe all these motherfuckers out. And Gig is like, good idea, except no. And he hijacks his robot exoskeleton and forces him to walk away. And Tesla's like, Gig, what are you doing? And Gig's like, you're a human. Your life matters. I'm just a robot. Mine doesn't. Don't try to argue with the machine. I'm going to do this. And Gig sacrifices his life to wipe out all the racing drones. Mm. Um, Damn. They got to stop ending these movies by killing Gig. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, 
I should say Bert escaped the explosion by going through the wheel of power portal at the last split second. Um, and all the others were outside and they're like, they're like, oh yeah, well, Bert is still out there. So we'll, we're all going to be unified and we'll look for him together. And they leave Tone's necklace on the Highway 35 sign and Torque and Nolo have like a, a, a friendly relationship now and they walk off into the sunset. And I should say in these movies, the silencers have also continued to appear, those white and purple cars. Tesla apparently used to be a member of them, but he went solo and these guys, their cars have the ability to like make holographic decoys um, in the metro realm, which was a city area with a bunch of like NPC cars driving. There was just mm -hmm. a couple of crazy driving NPC cars, uh, the realm cars, and they won the race and the Accelercharger. And then like light shimmers on them and you find out they were silencers cars. Um, so there's some mysterious organization that is also trying to win. And they actually helped them take out the racing drones at the end. But Vert wakes up in the silencer's headquarters. The portal took him there. And at first he's freaking out because he's like, ah, weird guys I know nothing about. But and he tries to get out of there. And one of the silencers, like the main silencer that we've seen through the racer races, walks up to him, takes off his helmet, and it's his fucking dad. And he's like, son, we need to talk. And that's how Acceleracers ends. What the fuck? Why is it always like cliffhangers and shit? Yeah. They they were supposed to make another one and they didn't. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> so we were supposed to have the rest of the crew help Vert deal with who the fuck the silencers are, what their goals were, why is his dad a member of them? And we just never got answers to any of that. Um, and uh, so, so that was like 2005, 2006, somewhere around there, right? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, six or seven years or something pass. I want to say it's like 2012, 2013. I hear that there's a, a new Hot Wheels TV show called Battle Force 5, which that title makes no fucking sense because even though there's five cars, uh, one car has two brothers driving in it. So there's six of them. Mm -hmm. So that's annoying. But um, yeah. I was like, all right, well, again, I'm not a Hot Wheels fan. I really loved those movies, but I guess I'll check out episode one and see what it's about. You want to know the name of the main character? What's that? It's Vert Wheeler. And Really? I got so excited. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is a sequel to Acceleracers. I can finally find out what the fuck happened. And we first see it's like the middle of like a, uh, like a Nevada desert kind of area and Vert th this Vert looks a little different okay so I showed you what Vert looked like um, in World Race when he was 16 um, this is uh, 18 year old Vert from Acceleracers uh, got a goatee now right oof you keep saying that <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's a hap it's in my fucking vocabulary yeah, it's fine. Um, uh, uh, do not have a... Oh, well, this is an accelerator. Wiki. Hang on. Not a fan of the goatee, though. Not gonna lie. Yeah. 
I agree with you. Um, uh, so this is uh, Vert Wheeler from Battle Force 5. He looks similar, but, you know, not quite the same, right? Yeah. Also, his I main, do like this one better. His main color is red. Um, Vert, his color was always blue. When he was a Wave Ripper, their outfits were blue. The Teku's colors are white and blue. So he always had blue as a color. So it's very jarring for me to see him wearing red. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, I'm like, all right, that's fine. And he has that cringy line that these are some hot wheels when he's working on a car. He literally is just a dude driving a car in the middle of a desert and a portal opens in front of him and he goes, Wah! and he gets flung into another world and he meets um, being called Sage. Her people apparently invented the Hot Wheels multiverse. Um, he gets given like a Death Race 5000 car um, with like saw blades on the side and shit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, you need a team, Battle Force 5, you gotta get the things. And it's very similar to Accelerators and its premise. But um, yeah, there's just never any mention of like, oh yeah, this is like that time when I drove on Highway 35 or in the racing realms. No, there's none of that because this is not the same Vert Wheeler. It's Oh, is this when uh, the multiverse comes into play? Yes, it's a different Vert Wheeler. Damn. And I was so hurt. I was angry. I was like, how fucking dare you after you left me on a cliffhanger for years you're like vert wheeler's back and then you dangle that shit in front of me and get me excited just to be like no we're still not resolving that cliffhanger fuck you god damn uh there is a hot wheels mobile game and the you know how all these mobile games have some sort of mentor figure that tells you how to play the game mm -hmm. um it is another Vert Wheeler. Um, let me see if I can... Yeah. Yeah, here you are. Damn. Yeah, so this is like a Vert Wheeler that's, I guess, like super tapped into the multiverse. He's got futuristic tech. And what's funny is... That picture I just showed you is actually from a patch uh, where he was redesigned uh, because the original design, he just had a Hot Wheels logo on his chest. <laughs> um, That's great. Oh, yeah, it's called Hot Wheels Infinite Loop. Um, but uh, he... It, so there's at least three Vert Wheelers. Maybe two, if you consider that this might be like a future version of the Accelerators one or something. But mm -hmm. again, you, you go, okay, well, are we going to get like some kind of resolution on what happened? No, we still don't. We still don't have it. Um, a few years ago, I found that there's a guy on Facebook who is trying to make his own fifth Acceleracers movie. <laughs> like, he, he's drawn up concept art, and he's written, like, a script, and he's trying to he's trying to do it. 
he's like, look, if they're not going to make a fifth movie to resolve this shit, then I'm going to. <laughs> and I respect him for it. I hope he manages to achieve it. Um, I know a lot of fan projects like that are doomed to fizzle out. Uh, mm. So I'm not expecting much, but he has my support. Um, because uh, like Battle Force 5 was fine. Um, from what I hear of it, it didn't really have like a good like overarching plot until season two. Before that, it was just kind of like the race of the week kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but like Battle Force Five was fine, right? The, the like the the toys are you know fine. Like again, I never really played with them, but when, whenever I did, like I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. I like the thing that like zooms your car super fast. Um, but maybe less so that time where they literally had toys where you're supposed to mix chemicals to make your own booster liquid for your car. Because mm -hmm. that was a thing. You, you would literally mix chemicals to, and, and you could test to see what combinations made better bo booster fuel for your car. It sounds like a neat idea. You should not give that to children. <laughs> um, but uh, look, the Hot Wheels brand overall has been just kind of like something that exists, right? So when they when they struck gold with accelerators, I would expect them to see that shit through to completion, and they didn't, and that's very frustrating. <laughs> Maybe they will in the future. I hope they do. I, I want to know why Bert's dad was a silencer before I die. Um, and like, it's, it's not like it ending on a cliffhanger is enough of a reason for me to not recommend it. No, I absolutely recommend it. Go watch these movies. Like, legitimately, watch World Race, watch Acceleracers. It's all really good. Um, if you do choose to watch Acceleracers, again, after you watch the first movie, look up, like, Acceleracers 1.1, 1 1.2, 1 1.3, 1 1.4, I, I, and stuff like that on YouTube. Hang on, let me double check real quick. How the fuck do you spell accelerators? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's there's a playlist. Hot Wheels Accelerators series in order. Uh, starting with 1.1, The Cavern Realm. So uh, you will watch 1.1 to 1.4 after the first movie. Then the second movie. Then 2.1 to 2.6. Oh, there's three of them. Oh, okay. Or uh, six. Whatever. Yeah, anyway, that's how that works. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. I just had uh, a realization that makes sense and also just crushed me. That song I mentioned at the top of this, the fucking, because um, I'm hot, hot, 
Hot, hot. That was used in all the Hot Wheels promotional material. Yeah. The song is called Hot. The band is Smash Mouth. Wait, seriously? <laughs> yeah. Smash Mouth did the Hot Wheels theme. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, it. But yeah, the, the lyrics, now that I think about it, are very much Smash Mouth kind of lyrics. <laughs> Fucking highway, that's my scene. I may look like a blur when you see me. <laughs> Damn. I love it. <laughs> um, but yes, this is, this is like, I should point out, because like, I get sarcastic and ironic a lot on this, right? Like, I I'd like to meme. Um, I like to have a goof. Uh, I'm a silly little guy that likes to uh, have a jest and a jape from time to time. This is 100% serious. I'm not fucking around. Like, you should actually watch these Hot Wheels movies. I might have to, to be honest. Don't watch Battle Force 5. I mean, if you're really interested, you can. It's fine. Um, but I don't give a shit about that. I'm just here for World Race and Accelerators. <laughs> And while you're at it, um, watch Speed Racer too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I don't even know what that's on. Do they have that on like Netflix or something? Uh, you just pirate it. It won't hurt my feelings. <sighs> Down with capitalism. <laughs> I mean, yes, I 100% agree. Fuck capitalism. Um, I don't know. Let, let me look it up real quick. This video uh, is sponsored by anti-capitalists. What's that? <laughs> I said this video is sponsored by anti-capitalists. Yes. Um, we, we roll with communism here. Uh, <laughs> it just says like YouTube and Apple TV and well, Amazon Prime Video. There you go. Oh, I have that. Oh, okay, sweet. Um, yeah, God, that, that is such a fucking... Like, I don't think next week I'm going to go right into another racing thing, but we do... <laughs> we should talk about Speed Racer at some point. I'd be down, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, all right. So, uh, do, do you have any questions for me about, like, uh, the lore or the way this world works that I didn't uh, get to? Like, is there anything that you're interested about with the uh, Acceleracer stuff that you want to ask about? Not really, to be honest. You're pretty thorough, thorough on everything. Yeah, I've watched this whole series like three times. So, <laughs> um, but uh, and, and like, there's a lot of like stuff that I didn't include, right? Like, uh, individual character dynamics is a big part. Like, I didn't get into um, pork chops. Uh, like, I, I said that he's, like, best friends with Monkey, but I'm more talking, like, the end of the series. They they don't really fuck with each other like that at the start, but then there's, like, a whole thing about Porkchop being afraid of water, um, and and that leads to a bonding moment with them. Um, uh, there's a part where Kurt is talking to Karma, and again, Karma is very, like, in, intellectually minded, right? Like, she's very logical. She's the one that talks Taro through the water realm um, and everything. And Kurt has like a very like 
antagonistic scene with her where um uh she's like trying to study um the racing drone that they brought through that would eventually be sparky and he's like you remind me a lot of her you know and she's like of who he's like galorum and she's like oh uh, you're you're comparing me to the robot queen well i hear that you actually used to work with her And, and so it's like both of them like sniping at each other uh sorry i'm back i accidentally exited it out by accident okay i was very confused because like i see two of you in here now oh what the fuck (laughs) um yeah it's i'm sure it's fine um but uh what what was the last thing you heard me say I don't even remember, actually. I was talking about, like, individual character dynamics that I didn't really talk about, like Porkchop's sphere of water and, um, like, Karma uh, being so logically and intellectually minded that Kurt compares her to Galorum, who is a robot. Mm. Um, and, uh, and again, like, the, the Nolo and Torque thing, uh, their development over the movies is really important. Um, Vert having his... Vert Vert's story in Accelerators is extremely relatable because he became the world's greatest racer right after getting his driver's license uh, at 16 years old. And then he was just a dude that was part of a street gang. And and it's like, oh, someone who peaked as a teenager? Well, as a former uh, GTAP student, um, <laughs> that shit's relatable. <laughs> You're like feeling the pressure as an adult of like, oh, but I, I need the validation that I'm like doing a good job and putting so much pressure on myself and and him just running away from his problems. Very relatable. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think Vert is a good protagonist. All of the characters are really great. Um, even Mark, right? Like he's supposed to be shitty and unlikable. Mm. And he's very good at that. <laughs> um, again, and showing you still pictures, you might oof, but give it a few minutes of actually watching the movies and you'll get used to the animation pretty quickly. It is very stylized, but I like it. I think you'll like it after seeing it like in motion. Um, it's old, but it's charming. Um, and again, the, the music is like some top tier mid two thousand shit. They got Smash Mouth, so <laughs> this was like right after um, Shrek. So they they were riding that high. Gotta miss Shrek. It was after Rat Race too. They were in Rat Race. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? No. It's very funny, and it literally ends with a Smash Mouth concert. Damn. I'll have <laughs> to check that out, too. Yeah. Um, that one, like, even though race is in the title, it's it's less about, like, actual car racing and more... Like, the entire premise of that is that uh, a bunch of eccentric billionaires want to bet on which poor person will make it to this case with, like, 50 million dollars or something 
um, that they hid in like a train station, like two states away. And they basically just like get all these people in a boardroom and are like, there's a locker in this middle of nowhere train station with a briefcase. And inside that briefcase is $50 million. Go. And they're just like staring at them for a second. They're like, wait, what do you mean? Go. He's like, whoever gets to it can have it. Go. And like, uh, they all just like walk out of the room and like, that that's ridiculous. Like they, they want to watch us like be terrible people and race each other. Just for the, just just for millions and millions of dollars and they all just kind of look at each other and they all just break off into a run (laughs) (laughs) and it is like terrible people doing terrible things to get this money um uh, like a really funny part is there's like a a jewish family uh that uh the, the dad knows about it but his family doesn't and he's been like running them ragged on the road and they want to stop and the daughter's like "Ooh." That billboard says there's a Barbie museum. Can we stop the Barbie museum? And the wife finally talks him into stopping. And you it just smash cuts to a dude that's like Klaus Barbie was the Fuhrer's favorite uh, agent. And you find out it's a Nazi museum. <laughs> Damn. Oh, uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, that I'll, I'll also recommend that. But uh, before I recommend any more shit, um, I want to thank everybody for listening this far. Um, uh, let's see. You can uh, check out the Hall of Pods podcast network. A bunch of cool guys are over there. Um, you can follow me at Cape Corner on Twitter. Uh, at Beyond Blue 13 is my personal. Um, Jay, they'll usually find you at Shitposter of America on Facebook. Um you can support the series uh, on my anchor page. It works just like Patreon. Um, I If literally one person goes, could you just make a Patreon? I'll do it. Hey, Blue. Huh? Can you just make a Patreon? Will you actually pay me? I'll send you a dollar. Right. I don't have that much in my account. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. Shit. <laughs> um, uh... What's the other thing I say? <laughs> uh, uh, your catchphrase? Yeah, but other than that. Oh, uh, share this episode with a friend. If you have anybody that like has seen these movies and would like to reminisce, um, feel free to share it. Uh, and we do a whole bunch of other episodes. Uh, we Last week, no, two weeks ago, we did the season three finale, which was about the Justice League. And boy, were their opinions. <laughs> uh, mostly from me. And you know what? That's fine. I've accepted my role. Um, I, I'm I'm still not over the episode we did before that with the fucking Star Wars special. Holy shit. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I legitimately could not remember what we did. I was like, what did we do before Justice League? And I think that's because my brain is trying to protect me from the psychic damage. <laughs> I wish <clears throat> I wish my brain did the same thing. <laughs> You've just been thinking about it nonstop for three weeks. Yeah, it's it's been in my nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> sir, what sir, what 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 sir? Oh, I hated it. <laughs>
Uh, all right. I think that's a good thing to end off on. Um, everybody, thank you for listening. We're in season four. Uh, we only got 24 more episodes to go, and then we'll talk about Batman. So stay tuned for that. Um, thank you for listening. Stay strong. Stay true to yourselves. And remember, we can all be heroes. Maybe I should do like a, a racing theme one. Like, we can all be family. <laughs> oh god family <laughs> family I fucking love Vin Diesel memes <laughs> <laughs> they're great to be honest yeah oh top tier alright